we're so far over budget that we just won't even notice. <laughs> exactly. It's like the deficit. That's a great way to begin the podcast, by the way. Yeah. All on tape. Jesus. You guys are all ready to go. You're still using tape. Welcome to the Double Fine Action Cast. I'm Chris Remo, and today we're going to be talking about The Cave, which was recently announced. It's a super awesome new adventure game from Ron Gilbert and Double Fine, and Ron Gilbert is here. Hello. Hi. Hi. Also <laughs> also here is JP LeBreton, who is a designer on, I guess the designer on The Cave. Hello. Hey, JP. Hmm. Theme music. Uh, Double Fine... Action cast. It's the actionist cast, and it's probably twice as fine. Uh, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I'm actually kind of musical. I can sort of sing, but uh, yeah, not today apparently. Yeah, I'm the like wrong person to ask to do any kind of song like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm so musically uninclined. My whole family is basically music uninclined. We we even skip Happy Birthday. That's how bad. <laughs> That's how bad we are. This just right to the cake. Just get together and kind just of mumble a bit. Right to the cake. Yeah, do it on kazoo. Ron, why don't you explain what the cave is? What's about? What about is the cave? What about the cave? Is it? Uh, yeah, I mean, the cave is a. It's an adventure game. It's it's an idea that I've. You know, had in my head for many, many, many years, but uh, finally uh, getting around to making it. And it's, uh, you know, it's a kind of game. It's about uh, it's a game about these seven characters that go into this uh, strange and mysterious uh, cave. who's actually a sentient cave. He actually speaks uh, in the game, and they they go into this cave, and uh, I guess they learn interesting things about themselves, and they uh, learn interesting things about uh, you know who they might become if they keep down these paths that they're on. And so it's just it's just kind of a fun little adventure game. It just kind of, I guess, I guess delves a little bit into the, the dark soul of some of these characters. And of Ron Gilbert. Yeah, my dark soul. A journey just, into the yeah. dark soul. I, yeah, I, I really am all of these horrible seven characters in one person, so. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Ron, obviously... Your history is known to most, but you uh, you made Maniac Mansion and Monkey Island. Yeah, Maniac Mansion. That was that was probably, I think that was probably the first game that I actually really designed. It's like mm-hmm. I had input into some of the games that they were making back at LucasArts and the job I had before that. But Maniac Mansion was really the first one that I designed. And I did that with Gary Winnick. Uh, he and I did that. And yeah, then I went on and created and designed uh, Monkey Island 1 and 2. I also worked on the Indiana Jones and Last Crusade adventure oh, yeah. game. Yeah. And then I did all of those uh, adventure games for kids that we did at uh, Humongous Entertainment, mm-hmm. Butt Butt and Freddy Fish and Pajama Sam and all that. And now you're a double fine. And I'm a double fine. How did that happen? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, was, I was, um, you know, I was just, I was hanging out with Tim uh, one day and we were just, uh, we were just chatting about games and, you know, game design and, you know, ideas we had and, you know, it's the kind of stuff that we often do. And, and, uh, you know, like I mentioned before that, you know, the cave is this idea that I had, you know, almost 
30 years ago, I guess. And I was just telling Tim about it. And, and uh, I don't know why. I don't know why it popped into my head, you know, at that moment. But I was kind of, you know, I was thinking about it about a day before that for some reason. So I was, I was telling Tim about it and, and he really liked it. He said, well, that's a, you know, that's a great game. You should, you know, come here and let Double Fine build that. And I thought, yeah, it's a great idea. So here I am. And here we and are. And now we're doing a podcast. Yeah. We're doing a podcast in a room <laughs> surrounded by like a drum set and a bunch of guitars and a keyboard and some amps. All crucial development tools yes. here at Double Fine Productions. Yes. And also and a and a table full of magic cards <laughs> and D and D D twenties. Yeah. 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 We're gonna be picking all the questions that we answer from from that we asked on Twitter using a D twenty. Oh nice. Yeah. It's game design for you. <laughs> we're, we're covering all parts of the nerd spectrum from from music to uh, to Dungeons and Dragons. One of these days, to video games. To Brian Min, our audio designer, who is recording the podcast. Yeah, and here. he's putting it in his pocket. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't belong to him, and he's just <laughs> he's, he's just a sweet he's just sided dime. <laughs> it's actually his. Also, all over the walls, there's we'll a let bunch the courts of, uh, decide that. There's a bunch of cave concept art and note little note cards with characters on them and things yes and uh, old level designs deep secrets yeah. yeah some of that's there's some early there's some early concept art which i hope we get to release someday because it's really yeah. awesome looking yeah uh, i think yeah. a lot of it's by mark hamer um and uh yeah it's just early stuff when we were first starting to talk about the concepts for these levels they were like these expressive pieces that were giving us the mood and the the, the visual concept for the level as we were designing all these puzzles on the on the whiteboard um and yeah we would come in here uh to do all these design, we're, we're recording this podcast in the room where we did all of those design meetings pretty much. And there's the white, did, did it all on that whiteboard there. But these musical instruments would often like get in our way and we'd be having like leads meetings and stuff and just having to like move chairs around so we can get around these, <laughs> these things. And we were like, yeah, whoever uses, we haven't seen anybody using this drum kit or the keyboards or the guitars or anything. But of course, the drum kit made a pretty famous appearance in the Kickstarter pitch yeah. video. That's the, that, that's the drum set that Tim is playing as one of his many, uh, what is it, exciting hobbies? One of, one of his many interesting, impressive hobbies. Impressive hobbies. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we got, the, yeah, we got $3.3 million out of that drum set, technically, sort of. <laughs> sort of. And now, now, it's, really. now it's influence it's all rub off on the cave. Yeah. <laughs> as we, the cave podcast. As, as, or, we, as or, we knock it over. Or we'll just throw it away. Uh, I've been, <laughs> what do I do here? It's <laughs> a good question. I mean, existentially. We, we've been asked yeah. yeah. question for Please months. answer first existentially and then yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really just, yeah, just trying to distract myself on the long road to the grave. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, um, I started, yes, I believe you mean. <laughs> yes, down into the cave, yes. Uh, yeah, fortunately this game has not been a metaphor for its own development. Uh, <laughs> Because I've worked on some of those. Um, yeah, I started here at Double Fine back in July of last year. Um, and uh, since then, I've been helping Ron design all these puzzles. We designed a lot of stuff up front, actually. Uh, but of course, we've been changing it ever since then, you know, in the usual iterative method of game development. And so, yeah, yeah, it's been this cool mix of, uh, of environment building and uh puzzle design and general game design, some story stuff. You know, we're a pretty small team, so we've, we've been working with Ron on just talking about story concepts and yeah, so yeah. 
Also, a thing I really enjoy on the walls is, I haven't asked you guys about this, but there's like a dozen or more uh, brochures from cave, I guess, like attractions. Yeah, like yeah, 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 around the country. Yeah. Like Carlsbad Caverns and Bristol Caverns and Shenandoah Caverns, Miramec Caverns, there's a whole ton up there. Yeah, that was the lead programmer on the project, Chad. Uh, right as the as the cave uh, you know started, he you know took a vacation and he he went to a cave. Oh, awesome! And and, uh, and he didn't go to all these caves. He, there was just <laughs> oh, a, there was a rack. Oh, you're puncturing there was the a awesome. rack of yeah. uh, of pamphlets. Oh. So he just grabbed yeah. all of the pamphlets from yeah. the other caves and yeah. so we stuck them up on the uh, bulletin board just for inspiration. <laughs> yeah, inspiration. If we had if we had a rock star game budget, then we we took the entire team could have totally <laughs> done, just done a cross country road trip. Oh man. And visited every single one of those places and fully immersed ourselves in the caves. We, we probably should go to at least one cave. It's yeah. true, yeah. Just, just really to say yeah. we went yeah. to a yeah. cave. Or have a launch party in in one of those caves that ends terribly and results in us being marooned there for... This is kind of lame. As the, designing a game about a cave and we never went to <laughs> yeah, a cave. Yeah. Are, you, are you much of a spelunker? <laughs> no, I'm actually fairly claustrophobic. So, <laughs> so I think... So this game really is about your deepest fears. It is, it is. It is. Yeah, no, I... I I really don't like I don't like caves. I get claustrophobic sitting on airplanes. That's how claustrophobic I am. And what is an airplane really other than a big cave in the sky? It <laughs> moves around. That's what in the I sky. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. just a cave that goes seven hundred miles an hour. That's all it really is. <laughs> answer some questions from people on the internet i don't know if you guys uh, yeah. are familiar with the internet but yeah it's kind of a network of computers interconnected okay and sometimes people have questions on them and then we answer them on the double fine action podcast that's what the internet is for uh wallace nine from twitter asks why are there seven characters not for example a multiple of three like six or nine because you can choose three characters I don't think we, I don't know if you mentioned that or not. But. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you, you're presented with these seven characters at the beginning and you can, you can choose, um, choose any three of them. I just think seven is a more interesting number than six. Hmm. Uh, it is a prime number. I don't know if that has some universal significance to the fact that it's a more interesting number than six, but it's just, it just feels like a more interesting number to me. And the next prime number is what, 11. So. Seven characters or eleven characters. That was all the It's well known that eleven is too many characters for a video. It is. That's it is. Just, that would be silly, crazy. It's just silly at that it is. point. It is. Even... I think quantum physics has proven that. That's true. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh Brian Wolf from Facebook writes, Ron, the press release says you've been holding on to this idea for years. Was there any particular reason you hold on to it so long? I don't think there was a specific reason that I held on to it for so long. It's just I mean I have a lot of ideas that I think about for a while and then just kind of go away and then resurface and other ideas. But <clears throat> it's interesting because just yesterday I got, uh, I got an email from a guy, Tom Wall, that I worked for at the company before I worked for LucasArts. <laughs> and it was at that company was where I originally kind of came up with this idea for the cave. Was that a game company? 
I was a game company. It wasn't, it wasn't something I was officially doing for them. It was just something that I kind of you mm-hmm. know, was working on in my spare time and stuff. And so I got an email from him the other day and he's like, I remember this game. <laughs> I remember you telling me about this game. I remember this big giant cave that you had stuck up on your cubicle wall. And you had these three characters that went into the cave and everything. And he actually remembered this whole thing. So <laughs> it's nice to know that I, you know, I'm not crazy or I was dreaming, but yeah. I actually <laughs> it is actually true. You're not just making up an origin story. Yeah, exactly. It's an implanted, it's an implanted memory. Uh, this origin story will hold up in court. Yeah. I just want to say that. I mean, that is, that is fair. Honestly, it is fairly remarkable to think about that, that the genesis of this game has existed longer than the careers of most people in the games industry. Yeah. You know, like most mm. people have not spent, like, that's much and, longer and the, than And the, and the lives, lives of some people <laughs> in games. <laughs> in some cases, yeah. That's true. Yeah. No, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That is that is pretty remarkable. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a little uh, inspiring actually because and anybody who who does independent <clears throat> projects in their spare time or anything like that in in the game industry, you, you lay stuff aside. You don't have time for stuff. Stuff doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. So it's actually inspiring that you can put down an idea and come back to it thirty years later. Yeah. And uh, and then it, then make it a real and, thing. and then it's a real thing. And yeah, and it's still it's still a good idea. Even and it's a huge a, seller that sells millions of copies. Yeah, and it just goes really on to yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, yeah, the, the marinate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah just let it sit. <laughs> let it sit for thirty years, and and you're yeah, you're you're good. Please tell me that you have some of that that you still have some of that that graph paper drawings. Of I the don't. Cave. I wish I did because we should we should still turn those into uh, into into <laughs> puzzle areas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sid from the, uh, the Double Fine Action Forums writes, there have been a lot of ramblings on the forums about the definition of an adventure game. Can you explain what elements you believe a game needs to be considered an adventure game? That's a really good question. Um, it's something I've thought about a lot is, you know, what is an adventure game? And, you know, a lot of people, you know, call Limbo an adventure game. And yeah, I've kind of gone back and forth about whether I consider Limbo an adventure game, you know, mm-hmm. or not. A bunch of people asked about that as well, about your Limbo. Yeah, it's, I mean, in some ways I do, in some ways I don't. I think, I, I guess I look at adventure games as they really are about kind of manipulating objects. It's like if I think about an adventure game puzzle in my head, it's it's about going somewhere, getting some kind of an object taking it somewhere else and then using that object somewhere and then possibly getting a new object out of that interaction, taking that object object somewhere and then using that object. I, I guess, I mean, I, I guess I don't have a really good answer to that question, but I guess in my head, that's kind of what, what an adventure game is at some level. And, and where Limbo, where I kind of wonder whether Limbo is an adventure game is you really aren't doing that. You're solving these really, really nice, really good kind of physics-based puzzles, uh, but you're really not adventure gaming, which to me is about gathering up stuff and figuring out clever ways to use it. Yeah, for, for me, I think um, it it's kind of, when I think of Limbo, I think of all the puzzles arise from the simulation as opposed to adventure games when the puzzles are all bespoke. Yeah, they're, they're, they're hardwired. Um, but, and that's been part of the challenge of working on this project is players don't know or care about whether a puzzle is proceeding from a simulation or right. from, or from, yeah. uh, you know, something else. So it really just needs to make sense and it needs to obey their expectation. And some of the design challenges we've had on this project have been when we've looked at a puzzle and been like, I would expect to be able to do this in this situation. So why, why can't I, why doesn't this work? Or, yeah, the solution that we have uh, prescribed 
isn't doesn't it doesn't actually make sense. Why wouldn't you just do this or or whatever? And we have to you know rethink parts of it. And I think that's that seems like a big part of of the process for adventure game design is making people's mental model of that they come into it with and, and that they form over the course of invest of, of fiddling with stuff, um, making that match up with, with how the game actually works yeah, without just making everything totally obvious. And, and a good adventure game should, should do what people expect when they, when they use some item with some object, it should do what they expect or it should have a really good something. response yeah. for why it's not doing what they expect. Right, exactly. Yeah. If someone thinks something should happen in the game, even if it's not necessarily the correct, uh, outcome on the first try it should respond in yeah. such a way that recognizes yeah. the thing you're trying to do right. is a valid thing to attempt right, right. Yeah. Um, Chris Christodoulou on Twitter writes why did you pronounce my name wrong no actually he writes how much of your open admiration for limbo has seeped into making the cave I think a lot in some ways I really do like limbo even though I may or may not consider it an adventure mm-hmm. game, yeah, I, 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 I really do. I really do like the game, and they and they did a lot of things uh, really well uh, with that. That I that I have kind of tried to pull mm-hmm. some of the pieces of of what Limbo did really well, and 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 put them into the cave, and 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 kind of learn, you know, have 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 the adventure game part of the cave learn some of the lessons that I think I think that Limbo taught, and I think one of the things that Limbo did really well, and they did they did too much of in my mind, but something they did really well is they focused the player. Mm-hmm. There's one puzzle to solve in Limbo, and then you solve that puzzle, and then you move on to the next puzzle, and then you solve that puzzle, and you move on to the next one. So it's it's completely linear, but a lot of people. I think respond to that really well in some way. And it was too linear for me because I felt like I wanted to, I wanted to go poke my nose in other parts of that world. And I didn't feel like I really could. So with the cave, uh, you know, what we were trying to do was, was kind of keep people focused without creating this completely linear game, but also let them go do exploring and look at things and try different things and go to, you know, different areas and stuff. So so I think that's kind of one piece that, you know, I kind of, I think I brought from Limbo is just, is just, you know, keep people a little more focused because a lot of adventure games, um, you know, classic adventure games, it's like, they just kind of kick you into the swimming pool and it's like, you're just free to like swim around everywhere you want. And some people really like that. And, and, um, and, and some people just get really frustrated with too many choices. Well, I think, I think one of the reasons for that in a lot of adventure games is that because all of the puzzles are discreetly designed interactions and because they don't necessarily need to adhere to some central you know, system or simulation, uh, it's very easy for everything you do to just feel totally disconnected and unrelated. If the game doesn't have something to it that ties it together, it, be it mechanical or tonal or atmospheric or, or like uh, directional in terms of exploration, following you in a certain way. I mean, if there isn't something to, mm-hmm. to be the, the adherent for all those for, for that, for the, all the different interactions you're doing, I think a lot of times in adventure games, it can just feel like a bunch of totally disparate tasks right. you have to do. Right. Um, Yibin on Twitter asks, are the caves mechanics an idea, the fruition of a super polished maniac mansion? <laughs> super polished. Super polished. That's nice. Super, super polished. Super polished. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know if I would say it's, it's the fruition of a super polished maniac mansion, but there were certain mistakes that 
we made with Maniac Mansion that uh, I kind of hope to maybe have corrected in, in doing the cave since you know Maniac Mansion had the seven characters you choose from and the cave has the seven characters. You know the characters the characters each having in Maniac Mansion the characters each having something special they could do was really an afterthought for Gary and I. It wasn't it wasn't something that we thought about from the beginning. We mm-hmm. just we just started designing uh, seven characters that we thought were really really funny and then and then you know slowly those those um, special abilities or skills that they had kind of kind of came on. And so I don't think they were really kind of designed incredibly well to work with stuff. I mean they were neat but so with the cave, you know, each of the characters in the cave, they do have something special that they can do that the other characters can't. And, and uh, you know, we, we spent a little more time kind of thinking about those and, and kind of making sure that they were a little more, I don't want to say balanced because that sounds RPG, but they were just a little more balanced, uh, you know, across the characters. And, you know, like somebody like Jeff, you know, in Maniac Mansion. I mean, whoever chooses Jeff, you know? <laughs> Uh, you know, and, and he can fix electronics like Bernard, but that was only because we realized at the end of the game, he had that nothing, he, he could do anything. And <laughs> it was kind of a, you know, Hail Mary pass to go, okay, fine. He can fix electronics. So, uh, so, so, you know, with the cave, we really tried to, to, to kind of make it. So each of the characters did have something kind of neat and special so, they could do. So in the cave, Jeff is way more on. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jap Jansen on Facebook asks, is the name in part a reference to Colossal Cave Adventure? It is in a way, because when I was you know, first starting to get into adventure games, uh, you know, I used to play them, you know, up at the college on their big mainframe computer. And, the, yeah. and you know, and the, and the two things, you know, that we played were adventure and there was also Colossal Cave. And... And so, that, I mean, that's kind of one of my early inspirations for adventure game is just caves. And I think caves are really cool because I think there's just something intrinsic about us as human beings. We like caves yeah. because they were kind of a source of safety for us. They were a place that they were our homes for, you know, many, many hundreds of thousands of years. And well, they're also so much of the unknown. Yeah. And so I, I think yeah. I think we just like caves and we're, and we're drawn to caves. Michael Fox on Twitter asks, what are the inspirations and influences on the game? Well, definitely adventure games. That's a huge influence because yeah. the cave, I mean, the cave really is an adventure game. Uh, you know, after we did the reveal thing and the trailer, you know, went out and stuff. I mean, a lot of people called it a, a platformer, mm-hmm. which I can kind of see. I mean, looking at the trailer, not yeah. knowing, I could see how people could so certainly yeah, call it, looks it like, a, yeah, a platformer. Yeah. But it's not. It is an adventure game. You know, there's a, there's puzzles to solve. There's objects you pick up and you use them. And there's the, you know, the story of adventure game and there's all those things. So, I mean, certainly cave was heavily inspired by adventure games, you know, cause it really is one. And, and I think, you know, Maniac Mansion was another thing. I mean, that was a, a game that was very special to me. And, and, and I, and I think that, you know, choosing characters from this lineup of these kind of quirky, odd group of people that find themselves assembled uh, was something that I really liked about Maniac Mansion and maybe being able to explore that a little bit deeper with the cave. Yeah. Um, on that on that note, actually, speaking of, of comparisons, um, Jack Dandy from the Double Fine Action Forums wants to know, uh, will this be a relatively nonlinear Metroidvania-style explorable caves, cave system crossed with adventure game like hunting and puzzle solving? Like a lot of people, I guess, have been asking, have been sort of... Inf- 
inferring that this is a kind of Metroidvania style game. Is that that is that accurate, or is that, that it's a- it's definitely not uh, nonlinear like a like yeah. a Metroid or Castlevania game is definitely um, it's. But it's also not as linear as as Limbo, I would say. Yeah, it's because you get into a new area, and because a lot of times it has continuous world. It is, yeah, it is a completely streaming uh, continuous world with no with no load screens. Uh, after after you start the game, there's no load screens. Yeah, you are um, you mean you are descending this cave, right? right? You start at the top, and you are going down. Yeah. So so it's nonlinear in the fact that you are continually going down in this cave, but yeah. you do get to do a lot of nonlinear running around as you're doing the. I mean, yeah. we're, we're not cruel enough when you get to the very bottom of the cave to send you all the way to the top of the cave <laughs> to get the crowbar that you forgot to pick up. You know, <laughs> yeah. We're just, yeah. we're not going to do that. So yeah. again, that gets yeah. back to the limbo thing of just, just a little more focus, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a little more focus for players without it becoming completely linear. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gabriel uh, Jacobo on Twitter asks, uh, will you be able to play cooperatively with two other players or just one other player? Uh, you can play with three players, three, including actually. yourself. Yes, yeah, yeah including yourself. Right? Yep. Yeah, we do, we're we're not doing internet. Right. Uh, we're not doing internet play. So it is yes. it's kind of catch yeah. co op. Yeah. Mm-hmm. with stuff, and we, we looked at the internet stuff, you know, quite a bit at the beginning of the project, and it just it just wasn't really feeling right for a whole lot of reasons. And and I've always viewed adventure games as as kind of a social experience. I mean, my fondest remember. Uh, memories of adventure games are sitting around with my friends huddled over the computer terminal playing the game you know together and we really you wanted to hearken back to that you know where you were sitting on the couch together running through controlling the characters and you know puzzling out stuff yeah Yeah. all the play testing that we do on the game right now we do with multiple players so we always get two people in there and they're each playing the game together. And it's, I mean, it's really rewarding to watch them because they really are puzzle solving together. Yeah. And and it's not that one person's controlling the game and the other's sitting there kind of, you know, backseat playing. Mm-hmm. They're both there running around together, following each other, picking up stuff, trying different things. And that's yeah. exactly, you know, what we that, what we wanted to, to have happen. It's great to see. Dominic Dalek uh, from Twitter wants to know, uh, what characters were on the table but didn't make it into the final design? Yeah, they, I mean, there were actually a lot. I mean, when I was first... Uh, Started with 11 characters before yeah, realizing yeah, yeah, that, 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 that was, was mathematically imperfect. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had a whiteboard full of characters. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, there were probably 30 characters. And, oh, wow. and I just kind of went through and was you know, thinking about each one and thinking about, you know, what's their special talent, what's their skill that they can bring to it. And some of them just didn't really, you know, have any skill. So they kind of get crossed off the list and, and it was kind of narrowed down and we had like movie starlet, you know, that was one of the characters was on the list opera singer. I mean, that was one of the characters on the list. Um, But I think as far as ones that kind of made more of the final cut, uh, there's the mobster who I actually released some concept art for very, yeah. very early on. And, and he was cut. So he's not in the game. And then, uh, yeah, there were some other ones that we, that we scrapped or replaced with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, yeah, there was the DJ. Right. <laughs> and we had difficulty coming up with, I think his ability was that he could see in the dark. Right. Uh, and that that, was, that proved difficult to design for, and just sort of I don't know. Brian uh, is ridiculing this idea. 
Oh no, he wants, he loves it. He wants the DJ represent. Yeah. Him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There were things about him that Sorry. were cool because I, I, I think I think he was going to be like a 1970s style DJ, yeah, you know. Right. So yeah, with the big with just, the big head head. Yeah, just yeah, guy straight out of a nightclub. Uh, um, and uh, we might have replaced him directly with a CIA agent. Yes. Um, <laughs> as as is frequently. Of course, yes, of right. Course. Yeah. Of it's course. A natural, it's a drop natural in. Progression, yeah. Right? Well, let's let's just fall back to CIA agent here naturally. Um, and then I think we, yeah, we, we, from there we came up with, I think monk, I think the, the CIA yeah, the agent monk. became the monk. Yes. Yeah. yeah. CIA agent becomes the yeah. monk. Yeah. DJ to CIA agent to monk. <laughs> that yeah. sounds like a real spiritual. It, it, wasn't, <laughs> a it wasn't the same, uh, yeah, it wasn't the same character per se, but, but we were, we were just Don't thinking along my, different my lines. And, no, yeah. It's, <laughs> Let's see. Warbird Games on Twitter wants to know, how big is the team and how long is the development cycle? We've been working on it uh, for about a year and we've got, I don't know how many months left, but some number of months left. Yeah, it's coming out early 2013. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I guess it's probably about a year and a half or so. And I think there's mm. what, 13 people kind of at its peak. That's not counting the 30 years of pre-production with a team of one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Long, long Sub- pre-production. Subconscious <laughs> pre-production. <laughs> uh, Tentacle Chow on Twitter wants to know if the game is retail or download only. <laughs> Tentacle Chow. That's Tentacle Chow. Great- <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure what was the question? I was amused by the name and yeah, I didn't hear the question. Uh, that person wants to know if the game is retail or download only. It's download. On all three yeah. platforms, PC, 360, and PS3. Yeah, yeah. Although I've, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter, you know, ask if there's going to be like a, you know, a commemorative boxed version right. of the game, which, <laughs> which, yeah, I, we, think, I think that'd be really cool. If we sell well enough, yeah, sure. It'd be, fun, it'd be fun to do that. Yep. Game of the year edition. Uh, Mary-Kate Clark from Twitter wants to know, uh, uh, hi there, Mary-Kate Clark. She's a big, big Double Fine fan. Um, she wants to know, uh, might there be DLC or avatar items for the cave? In terms of DLC, the the kind of tact we've taken with DLC is that we really just want to focus on the game, you know, and not kind of have this DLC. And I think a lot of gamers also don't like, you know, this kind of simultaneous DLC where yeah. it comes out on the disc, you know, already done and then it's, you know, sold separately and, and all that. So we've just kind of focused on making the best game that we possibly can. And, you know, we'll think about DLC later. Yeah. Uh, Graham on, on the forums uh, wants to know why why would you go into the cave? Why would you individually go into the cave, Ron? I'll let JP handle JP. that one. <laughs> why would you go Wait, into that let's cave? Let's look into JP's oh, so dark not, soul not, for not, a moment. Not why would Ron go into the cave? <laughs> well, um, you're, you're a person. You yeah. Um, right. So yeah, what would I? What do I want more than anything else? And, and what do I think ability? I would find? What's, and what's, what's my special ability? ability? <laughs> oh, oh lordy. Um, uh, this is a comedy I question can, that I, I don't confirm, have an easy answer. I can personally confirm that JP's ability uh, is comprehensive knowledge of all uh, early PC sound sound synthesizers yeah, yeah. and sound yep. Yep. devices. Weird, right. weird. Now, now, now use that in a puzzle. Weird, <laughs> weird information about retro games and retro game hardware yeah. and all that kind of and old games and yeah, mainframes, whatever. Um, yeah, what would I? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably. We'll get back to that question. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, I, uh, be thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, Neil Roberts. Oh, this is a good question. Neil Roberts uh, from Twitter wants to hear more about what happened between the creation of the idea 
that you had in the implementation that is actually happening right now? Uh, probably most of my life, actually. <laughs> True. Majority of years. Majority of my life have elapsed. Uh, yeah, I think it was just something that, you know, just percolated. Yeah. Uh, I, I probably thought about the idea maybe once a year. Mm-hmm. You know, it just kind of popped up and I just, and I really thought about it. Game design wise, if I think about the way I'd kind of designed the game to work back then i think i was i think i was really hard on players like i actually required that two of the characters die in order to win the game oh, wow. you actually mm. had to kill and sacrifice two of the players mm. in order and able to <laughs> solve third. certain puzzles you were a dark young for, the, for the third yeah. one to uh, to actually make it uh, <laughs> to make it through so i think i think the game was probably a lot darker you know, than <laughs> back then than it actually ended i mean there's still kind of a dark tinge to each of these characters yeah and there are some was, yeah yeah but it was i think it was much worse back then right i've matured <laughs> <laughs> um this is related to that previous question philippe Bosher from twitter wants to know if you were to enter the cave what would your soul's depths reveal JP. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, so I was thinking about, yeah, what would I go into the cave okay. to find? I would yeah. go down into the cave to find the old Commodore 64 that I had as a kid uh, for some sort of like regressing, you know, just right. becoming my own. But as, so as that's, that's your object of desire, that's my object. <laughs> it probably is my object of desire. It would, it would include like all the old games that I had and like all the yeah. old, like the crappy text adventure that yeah. I wrote in Commodore basic. Uh, but it, what makes that cave appropriate is like, should I go back there? Should I, should I, do I need to keep holding on to my past like that? Or should I, should I dispense with that and say, no, 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 I, uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, the dark depths of my soul would reveal that. Yeah. I'm a, like most people working in the video game industry, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an arrested man child (laughs) who is landed in his dream job. Um, Mr. Giallo from Twitter, Ron, would like to know, why so grumpy? What's with that grump, <laughs> Mr. Grumpster? You know, it's, it's really just a character I play on the internet. <laughs> I'm not grumpy at all. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to convince Ron at the press event to, 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 to play that in character and just be like, all right, guys, here's, here's the game we've been working uh, on. Let's get this over with as quickly as possible. I don't want to be here any more than you do. But, uh, but no, he's just too happy and excited about the, about the game. So, Well, that's your cave character. The grumpy that's the gamer. grumpy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Totally, that's, yeah. that's why I'm yeah. going into the cave is to find my inner grumpiness. And John Nugent from Twitter is curious about your favorite dinosaur. <laughs> these are these we can are really these, good hard we can we can talk for hours these. about that and yeah, we'll, we'll get into a fight about this if we do i mean i'll have to wait for the double fine action dino cat someone's gonna come out iguanodon <laughs> and then another person's gonna come out dimetrodon then they're gonna fight and then yeah they'll fight eternally uh your old buddy noah faustine would like to know from twitter did you really want to do this ron or did you get pressure from double fine and caved. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Noah and his puns. <laughs> That's why we love Noah. Yeah. You got to answer the question. <laughs> did you actually cave? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did not want to yeah. do this podcast at all. Yeah. That meeting you described. Uh, I fought it. We basically kidnapped him. Yeah. Well, that, you, were, you were saying earlier when Tim, you were talking to Tim about, about this idea and just kind of chatting. You said, I didn't really know why I was bringing it up. 
we know now it's because you were strapped to a chair. Tim was, <laughs> yeah. Tim was prying that out of you. Tim had a soldering iron <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. One more good idea, damn it. Yeah. 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 That's where Tim gets all of his ideas. That's 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 why Tim Schaefer goes into the cave to find Ron Gilbert and <laughs> steal his best game ideas. Oh man. Uh, because he has a Kickstarter that's And then you find it and it's a like uh data tentacle style console in the world which you load up and then you're playing the cave. Yes. <laughs> what inception. Jeepers <laughs> as Bernard would say. Oh man. No, I love it. Yeah. That's good writing. Uh, I think that's it. Unless there's anything you guys want to put out there as a final thought about the cave or about anything for that matter. Cool, cool. Good. Thanks for joining us on the Double Fine Action Cast. Check out The Cave. Actually, you can go to thecavegame.com and watch the trailer if you haven't seen it. And there's also a Cave Facebook page. And there's the Double Fine Action Forums on doublefine.com. That's a really, that's a really nice Facebook page. Who did that, by the way? That was me. Really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Funny, funny you should ask. (laughs) Why, thank you. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks. Goodbye. Hey, JP. Hmm. Theme music. Uh, Double fine. Action cast. It's the actionist cast. And it's probably twice as fine. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs)